Good evening. Our top stories tonight, I told you so. I told you Lamar Jackson was staying with the Baltimore Ravens, but of course I had some pushback. And then today, it is revealed that Lamar Jackson actively recruited Odell Beckham. That the reason Odell Beckham signed with the Baltimore Ravens is because he had the understanding Lamar would be his quarterback. Lamar, Odell, they are going to be working together. And that brings us to the question, how do the Ravens now stack up? Compared to the rest of the AFC North, we've got all that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. So yes, Lamar Jackson did indeed recruit Odell Beckham. They've been talking for weeks now. They've been on the phone. They've been calling each other up. They've been chit-chatting away. And Odell signed this contract with the understanding that Lamar Jackson would stay. Now, we don't know how he'll stay. We don't know what the deal will be, whether he plays on the franchise tag, whether Lamar Jackson signs a one-year deal in excess of the franchise tag to make sure he's exclusive to the Baltimore Ravens. That's been floated around. Whatever it is, though, Lamar Jackson is quarterback one of the Baltimore Ravens for 2023. Beyond. Still a question mark, but this is likely part of it. The Ravens likely want to see what Lamar Jackson looks like happy in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson likely wants to see if the Ravens will be able to succeed with him and Odell there. The best wide receiver core that Lamar has ever had with Rashad Bateman, with Odell Beckham Jr., with Devin Duvernay, far and away the best group of receivers that he has had. And so we look back because this isn't the first time either that Todd Monken has worked with Odell Beckham Jr. This is not the first time that the Ravens offensive coordinator has called plays for Odell. Now, of course, Odell Beckham Jr. with the Cleveland Browns in 2019 with Todd Monken as his offensive coordinator had 133 targets. He was an alpha a true full-fledged alpha commanding targets. Now, he only caught 74 of those targets. It's what happens when Baker Mayfield is your quarterback, not particularly accurate, and especially couldn't work with Odell Beckham. But make no mistake, 74 catches, 1,035 yards, and a touchdown in his first year with the Cleveland Browns. It was a success for Odell Beckham. Not the success we would have liked to see, but a success nonetheless. And... This was also the last time, unfortunately, that Odell Beckham played 16 games. But it was impressive. He and Todd Monken know how to work together. Lamar Jackson is excited about Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham proved the last time he was on the field during the Rams Super Bowl run that he can still dominate. He can still take over if he's healthy. And we believe him to be healthy at this point. He is Over a year removed from that ACL tear, sitting out the year probably helped Odell Beckham more than playing during the season. So all things considered, win for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm excited to see what this offense looks like. I got a question. How does this impact Mark Andrews? Because he was the number one for the Baltimore Ravens. I still think he's going to be great. I think Rashad Bateman also going to be in conversation for that number one. 
So it does lower the target share for Mark Andrews. Might raise the touchdown ceiling just a little bit because it is going to be a more efficient offense with Odell Beckham as the wide receiver too than Devin Duvernay. More trips to the red zone. But overall, this bumps Mark Andrews down just a little bit, but he's still tight end too. He's still right there behind Travis Kelsey. And then there's a tier behind Mark Andrews. I still would rather have him over George Kittle, over Darren Waller, over Evan Engram, over Dallas Goddard. Mark Andrews still the tight end too, though it does hurt him slightly. But how does the Ravens, or how do the Ravens, how does the Ravens move impact them when you look at the Ravens versus the rest of the NFL? versus the rest of the AFC North. Got me thinking. And there's only one way to do this. The game that I created yesterday. We're going to assign one point for everyone who scores first in a position. So Joe Burrow, obviously quarterback one in the AFC North. Best quarterback by far in the division. Sorry, Lamar. I love you, but it's still Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow would get one point. Lamar Jackson being the quarterback two in the division. He gets two points, Deshaun Watson gets three, and Kenny Pickett gets four. And the lowest score at the end as the best all-around team. We did this yesterday with the Detroit Lions, or maybe it was two days ago with the Detroit Lions. Yes, two days ago with the Detroit Lions winning the NFC North and the Packers being the worst all-around roster in the NFC North. Now, this is not to say that this says who the best team is and who's going to be the best team. Because in this game, we're treating tight ends the same as quarterbacks. Winning a position is just winning a position. But in real NFL, Mark Andrews being the tight end one and Joe Burrow being the quarterback one, those are not weighted equally. But this is just a fun way to compare the offensive rosters. So let's get to it. So starting with the quarterback, I already gave you a sneak peek, Joe Burrow. Best quarterback in the AFC North. Far and away, Joe Burrow is a stud. He is changing the game. He is changing the Bengals to the point where he convinced the ownership group in Cincinnati to finally build an indoor practice facility. Joe Burrow going to be a perennial contender in the AFC North. And I saw, I don't even know the guy's name. He just comes onto my feed on Twitter every once in a while. It's just bad take machine guy. And I see, oh, the Bengals. They're they're going to be wondering, what happened? How do we do this? How do we stop them? Because they signed Odell Beckham and Lamar's probably back. And that's just a silly take. No one in Cincinnati is afraid right now. Have you talked to a Bengals fan? They are at an all-time high in confidence. They know T. Higgins is going to be re-signed. We reported that yesterday. That was going to be the top story of the day. T. Higgins secretly agrees to a contract with the Bengals. Joe Burrow's contract is incoming, but then that all got overshadowed by Odell Beckham. But Bengals' morale is at an all-time high. Anyone saying that the Bengals' fans are afraid of Odell Beckham and Lamar has never spoken to a Bengals fan. No one is scared. Bengals fans, confidence all-time high, and they should be with Joe Swag, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow, Joe Cool at quarterback. Lamar Jackson, too, second-best quarterback in the division, obviously. He would be the best quarterback in many divisions. 
I put Deshaun Watson at three because we've seen the high end of Deshaun Watson. Kenny Pickett, we haven't seen quite the high end. I do believe he is going to improve this year. I think he is going to continue to get better in his NFL career. We just haven't seen the heights of Kenny Pickett. But I will not be the least bit surprised if after the 2023 season, it's Pickett over Deshaun Watson. Based on what we saw last year from Watson, based on last year what we saw from Pickett, I'd probably put Pickett just a little bit ahead. But I'm going to defer to past evidence. Now, running back, I think it's pretty clear. Nick Chubb, best running back in the AFC North. Jerome Ford, he's comparable to all these other backups. Who'd you rather have? Jerome Ford, second year running back out of Cincinnati Bearcats, or would you rather have Jalen Warren? I'd rather have Jalen Warren, but it's a conversation. It's close. I like Jerome Ford, athletic running back for the Bearcats, former Alabama Crimson Tide. I'd probably rather have Jerome Ford than Gus Edwards. Edwards, great ground and pound guy, but Ford can do more in the passing game, as we saw at Cincinnati. So that's why, with Nick Chubb being the best running back in the division by far, and Jerome Ford being a serviceable backup, they're clearly the running back one. So, Browns, four points through the running back round. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, I'll put them number two. A healthy, prime J.K. Dobbins. I probably put over Harris, but what we've seen from Najee and his ability to command a backfield and run all over the place, plus Jalen Warren being better than Gus Edwards, puts the Steelers ahead of the Ravens for me. And as for the Bengals, I've eliminated Joe Mixon because I do not expect Joe Mixon to be a part of the Bengals' plans this year. And so, clearly, with Travion Henderson and Chris Evans, they're the worst backfield in the AFC North. I expect them to add a rookie. If they draft Bijan Robinson, then the Cincinnati Bengals will have the best backfield in the AFC North. Bijan over Nick Chubb at this point in their respective careers. That is that a hot take? I don't know. But he's going to vault them up if they draft the right rookie. So wait and see. But for now, Bengals, worst backfield in the AFC North. Now looking at receiver. First, though, before we get to receiver, actually, we're going to hear a word from the podfather on the Breakout Finder, talking about the receivers entering this class. Oh, hey, it's a Mr. Breakout Finder coming at you. The Breakout Finder features three key tools. A database of metrics that includes speed score, college dominator, breakout age, but also breakout finder only stats like dynamic score, level of competition, teammate score. All of these things are part of the overall breakout finder algorithm that pinpoints the probability that a player will break out. Everyone's talking about my model does this and my model does that. Well, we give you the data points that go into the model. We have a feature that lets you compare players and then we give you the precise probability of every wide receiver, every running back, sorted and filterable by class year. So when I'm talking to my friends and I need to show them why I'm so bullish on Player X, I pull out the breakout finder and bam, there he is. So go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's five bucks to get the breakout finder and then a couple extra bucks to get some of these additional enhanced stats. Go download it and thank me later. You can thank the Podfather. You can thank Cody. You can thank Dario. You can thank... So many people at Player Profiler, just 
all of the moving parts from all of the different analysts. It is truly a super team that we're build, building here. And just everything, every single app, every single proce- process, process, whatever you want to call it, everything at Player Profiler just has so many different people involved that deserve recognition. And just, it's great. I truly love working here. I am truly blessed to work with such fantastic individuals like Aaron Stewart, even though Aaron Stewart, he's been, he's been questionable lately when it comes to mock draft live. He's been running his mouth, even though I walloped him, I walloped him. I walloped Seth on Friday night. Now the fans say that Cody won, but the fans are kind of conditioned, right? That Cody always wins. Cody is the big dog of player profiler. Just after years of training, I'm, I can accept losing to Cody, but Aaron's been running his mouth a lot for someone that I just beat. Disappointing. We'll see who Aaron has in mind that's going to show up tomorrow on Mock Draft Live to fill in. Aaron running away from Seth Diewald, too scared to face Seth Diewald, so he's running away this Tuesday night. I don't know who his replacement is going to be, but make sure you tune in 7.30 p.m. to Mock Draft Live, our new show drafting every, well, not every night, but drafting every Sunday, Friday, and Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. I don't know why I did the wrong order there. I'm just hyped. I am excited about Mock Draft Live. It is a fun time, so make sure you check that out. But back to the AFC North. Jamar Chase, clearly the wide receiver one. T. Higgins, clearly the wide receiver two. And Tyler Boyd, clearly the wide receiver three. I'd rather have Jamar Chase over Rashad Bateman, Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson, No question. Not even close. I'd rather have T. Higgins over Odell Beckham, over Donovan Peoples-Jones, and over George Pickens. Not even close. I'd rather have Tyler Boyd over Devin Duvernay, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore could pass him based on his profile, but what we've seen in the NFL so far, lean Boyd for sure. And then Calvin Austin, who is the worst wide receiver three in the division, which is quite scary for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but... Maybe Calvin Austin surprises us. I was a fan, but then the fact that a hamstring injury kept him out for the whole year, not a good sign. But anyways, Bengals are clearly one. They're the best at all three receiver positions. I've got the Ravens at two, because this is bias for me, but I think Rashad Bateman is better than Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is just too inconsistent, too up and too down, whereas Rashad Bateman, we have seen his ability to take over games, his ability to command targets, his ability to go for the big play. I think we're going to see a big year from Rashad Bateman. He's going to break out. I'd rather have Odell Beckham than Donovan Peoples-Jones. I don't think that's a question. I think everyone should agree on that. And if you don't, explain to me like I'm five why you have Donovan Peoples-Jones over Odell Beckham. And then we've got Elijah Moore versus Devin Duvernay. I do give the edge to the Browns in that regard. But Browns, third in the division at wide receiver. And the Steelers are clearly fourth because Deontay Johnson... Maybe you'd rather have him than Bateman. I'd go Bateman. Maybe you'd rather have him than Cooper. I'd go Cooper, but that one's close. I'd rather have Pickens than Donovan Peoples-Jones, if I'm being honest, but Calvin Austin being the third receiver, that just sinks it. So after looking at the quarterback, after looking at the receivers and running backs, we are looking at Bengals as the best team in the North with six points, the Ravens with seven points tied with the Browns. So those are tied for the seventh or the second best roster when you just look at the Trio of quarterback, running back, and receiver. And then the Steelers quite a bit behind with 10 points. Then we move to tight end. And 
Andrews, clearly the best tight end in the AFC North. Not even close. I'd go David Njoku at two over Pat Fryermuth because I just love the athleticism of David Njoku, the explosive, tantalizing upside. That's what sells it for me. But if you want to make the argument for Pat Fryermuth, I'll accept it. And we all agree, Irv Smith, worst tight end in the division. That's not a conversation. So factoring in the tight end position, the Bengals go from the best roster on offense to the third best with those four points from Irv Smith. And tight end is the least important position, but not good. Not good. Bengals worse in the division at running back and at tight end. But still hanging in there. If they can get Bijan Robinson and go from a four to a one, so that's two points. That's three points. That's a best quarterback, best running back, and best receiver group. Whew, doesn't matter who plays tight end at that point. But anyways, looking at the O-lines, because we can't forget that. We cannot forget about the offensive lines. I'm going to give it to the Browns. I'm going to give it to the Browns. You could make the argument for the Baltimore Ravens, but the fact that they've got a hole at left guard that they expect Ben Cleveland to fill, but it's not a lock, that's what puts the Browns over the Ravens because Ravens are better at left tackle. They're better at center. Browns are better at right guard. Browns are better at right tackle and Browns are better at left guard. So it's that left guard position that seals it for the Browns. Bengals firmly in third place and they could climb depending on how the right tackle goes. If it's Jonah Williams, if it's Lael Collins or if it's Cody Ford, but Bengals a solid third and the Steelers Worst offensive line in the division for sure, but they've invested in the interior. It's not a bad offensive line by any means. It's a it's a good division for offensive line play. But when we calculate the totals, the Browns tied with the Ravens, 10 points each in terms of the roster on offense. Bengals, 13 points. So they're a little bit behind. And then the Steelers, 14 points. But remember, if the Bengals can figure out running back, if the Bengals get Bijan Robinson, they're going to instantly have a three-point swing and add points to the Ravens and Browns. If the Bengals get Bijan Robinson, Cincinnati is clearly the best offense in the AFC North. And really, if the Bengals get Bijan Robinson, they're probably the best offense in the entirety of the NFL. But what about the rest of the NFL? And what about those rookies? We've been hearing a lot about them, including Bryce Young. Bryce Young has surpassed C.J. Stroud as the betting favorite to go to the Carolina Panthers. He is visiting the team today. And Vegas says Bryce Young is going to Carolina. However, Vegas will not move C.J. Stroud to positive odds. So we've got... Two quarterbacks going to the Panthers with negative odds at this point. Interesting. Tells me Vegas doesn't know what's going on either. I'm going to stick with CJ Stroud being drafted to the Carolina Panthers, but we will keep you updated because that's what we do as honest reporters. And we'll keep you updated on Hendon Hooker. We've got announcements for who he's visiting. He is visiting the Detroit Lions. He is visiting the Las Vegas Raiders, and he is visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks could draft him in the first round. They could trade up or they could select him at 19. They could draft him in the second round too if he falls, but 
We're hearing more and more that Hendon Hooker could sneak into the first round. Now, every year, it seems that one quarterback gets propped up into the first round and then doesn't go there. We saw it with Mason Rudolph. We saw it with everyone last year, including Malik Willis. But I'm buying the hype that Hendon Hooker could sneak into the first round. But he'll be visiting those teams. Raiders so clearly in on quarterback continue to meet. This is now five quarterbacks that the Raiders are meeting with. We also have Will Levis visiting the Tennessee Titans today. And we've got Jalen Hyatt visiting the Buffalo Bills. That would be a perfect fit. Because the Bills need someone to take pressure off Stephon Diggs. If you get Jalen Hyatt, and I know he only runs a 4-4, but during that 40, he topped out as the fastest miles per hour of the entire combine. His top velocity was the fastest. So take that for what it's worth. Jalen Hyatt is speedy. And when you have him opposite Stephon Diggs, you kind of have to play two deep safeties because you got Diggs on one side who not only can run past you, he can also just burn you out of your shoes. And then on the other side, you got Jalen Hyatt who can just run right past you. So having Jalen Hyatt would be fantastic for the Buffalo Bills, would open things up, would force Gabe Davis back into that wide receiver four role. Khalil Shakur can play in the slot much, much better if they land Jalen Hyatt or a player of that mold. Trey Palmer would be another one with that elite speed. And Shaq Lawson, edge rusher, also back with the Buffalo Bills. He became a starter for the team after Von Miller went down with his ACL tear. Went from the fifth edge rusher to start the year to edge rusher number two on the team. And speaking of the defensive line, we also have news on Jalen Carter. He's visiting the Seattle Seahawks today, only visiting with top 10 teams. Jalen Carter is going to go early. I will not be surprised to see him go to the Seahawks. That would be a perfect fit. Same with the Lions. Get those types of cultures, those types of coaches like Dan Campbell, like Pete Carroll, people, coaches. Those are the places that Jalen Carter, I could see going. And also, speaking of, I say defensive tackle. You ask other people, they'll call him a defensive end. But really, we all know here at Player Profiler that out of Tommy Wah, out of Boware, he's a D-tackle, he's a three-tech. And he is working out for the Saints and for the Seahawks. Already visited with the Bears, the Bucks, the Falcons, and he met with the Lions and the Rams. Out of Tommy Wah, out of Boare, he is going to go surprisingly early based on mock drafts. We see all these mock drafts. He's going second round. I don't know about that. I think we're going to see out of Tommy Wah, out of Boare, sneak into that first round. Right? Maybe not even sneak. Maybe he goes around pick 20, around where the Lions are selecting, pick 18. I can see that. We also have news out of the wide receiver position. In addition to Jalen Hyatt, Jackson Smith in Jigba. For a lot of teams, he is the only receiver with a first round grade, which means Jalen Hyatt wouldn't be drafted in the first round, which means Quentin Johnston, not a first round pick. Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers. And I believe it. I believe that there are teams that do not have a first round grade on all of these wide receivers. But I also believe that there are teams that will have only Jalen Hyatt alongside Jackson Smith and Jigba with a first round grade. Teams will have Zay Flowers as the wide receiver one. Teams will have Jordan Addison as the wide receiver one. So yes, this is true. For some teams, Jackson Smith and Jigba is the only first round pick, but that's not the case for every team. 
And so it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Always important to remember that every team is different. Every team has a completely different draft board and a completely different process. So hearing that Jalen Carter has been eliminated from some teams, hearing that Jackson Smith and Jigba is the only first round wide receiver doesn't mean that much because we don't know who said that and who feels that way. Finally, rounding out the news, we have one final piece of information from the AFC North, and that is Kareem Hunt not returning to the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns actually believe that he's lost a step. They think that his speed has slipped. He's not the same running back that he once was. And maybe the NFL feels the same way. That's why Kareem Hunt hasn't signed a contract just yet. Or maybe they're waiting till after the draft because they want to see who they can land instead of signing a veteran. Or maybe Kareem Hunt's waiting. We all know. It's, it's funny. We always hear one perspective. Oh, well, the, the Browns are out on Kareem Hunt. And that maybe that's why teams are out too. Or maybe Kareem Hunt's out on teams. Or maybe he's talking to teams in private and he's being told, yeah, we'll sign you if the draft doesn't go our way. Always, always remember, there are lots of motivations across the NFL when stories break. But when it comes to Rob Gronkowski, usually the only motivation is to have a good time. And Gronk's going to continue to have a good time. A couple months ago, we heard Gronk could come out of retirement. And now that Tom Brady has retired, I think it's pretty official. Gronk's not coming back. No chance of a return. He says he is very happy in his retirement. So he will stay put. And finally, our final piece of information here tonight is on Chase Edmonds. Interesting. Chase Edmonds is making headlines. Yes, Chase Edmonds. He had a conversation today, yesterday, recently, where he admitted, yeah, I was not happy with my 2022. I was humbled quite a bit. The fact that I couldn't crack the top of the Dolphins depth chart, the fact that I got traded to the Denver Broncos, the fact that I got cut by the Denver Broncos was a humbling experience for Chase Edmonds. So given all of that, he took the veteran minimum to come to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, knew that his value was in the tank but make no mistake chase edmonds still believes that he can be an elite third down back in the nfl chase edmonds believes he can be the satellite back that can win you weeks like we saw with the arizona cardinals for times in fantasy football he believes that he can still make a difference for the tampa bay buccaneers and as a rashad white fan this is music to my ears because if chase edmonds is a true third down running back. And if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers believe that Chase Edmonds is a true third down running back, then the probability that they add a back in the draft goes down. So if you are a Rashad White fan, you must be happy hearing this news from Chase Edmonds, knowing that Rashad White is going to be a bell cow in 2023.